Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Show Spoilers Episode 14. We're talking Season 2 of Westworld Episode 2. This is Kevin, and joining me is my co-host, Brad Hyen. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? It's going well, going well. Uh, we're recording a little bit earlier than usual, and I was editing the Real Spoilers podcast today, so I didn't get to do as much show prep as usual, so I feel a little off balance, but hopefully I'll be able to make it through this. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. You're going to be you're gonna be in charge this episode, Brad. <laughs> all right. Hope you're all right with that. I do the best I can. <laughs> but anyway... Happy to be back. It's so great to have Westworld new episodes on Sunday nights. It was such a long break for almost 18 months. And then we had the premiere, of course, which was fantastic. And then we had a whole week to go. And when when that started playing, for me, on HBO Go, they posted it like two minutes before 8 o'clock when it airs here. And so I was just like sitting there refreshing. And I'm like, yes, that two <laughs> minutes early just felt so good. Yeah, I remember that feeling watching Game of Thrones every now and then. They'd be on there two to three minutes early, like, all right, we're good. Yeah, absolutely. Start it up. I know. <laughs> Katie, my wife, was like, yeah, start it, start it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so before we get into the episode this week, uh, I want to just do a little housekeeping. So if you do not already, go ahead and follow the show at All the Spoilers on Twitter. And you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that good stuff. So make sure to follow us there. Of course, you can follow Real Spoilers, our sister podcast, at Real Spoilers, facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. You can join the League of Showshare, which is where we do all our discussion there. You can talk about movies, television, books, pop culture, you name it. So Westworld's a part of that. If you want to bring up things about Westworld, discuss it there. Plenty of people is a part of the League, so we always love that. Uh, if you want to email us questions, uh, corrections, theories, whatever you want to talk about, you can email us at our Gmail account. That is the show spoilers at gmail.com. So I think that takes care of everything. Uh, I'd say let's just get into it. Let's do it. Episode two. This uh, started off right off the bat differently because not only did the whole introduction thing go differently, but we also got this new HBO commercial. Like, did that throw you off as to what that was when it started? It did. I, I took your lead from last week where you kind of fast forward a little bit through the previews and then I saw it was Westworld again and again. Yeah. And the music playing didn't really fit the the show. So I was like, what is going on here? So I let it play for a little bit. And then they showed a little bit of Game of Thrones and Silicon Valley and things. Yeah. And so it was it was strange, though. It, it's so weird because, like you said, it's like the show that they're really touting is Westworld. So with all the digital stuff, like I thought I was supposed to be watching it because of Westworld. And then I saw the other shows, but they kept going back to Westworld. And I'm like, what is happening here? And Do you remember what song was playing with it? Cause that's what really threw me off. No, I don't even know what song was playing, but I just, yeah. I, I intuitively wanted to fast forward because it's always like HBO preview, then a last week on, and then they do the intro. And so this whole thing really screwed me up. So I got past this and then I pressed fast forward and I was seeing scenes that I had never seen before. So this screwed me up again because I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. I thought my thing was skipping. Katie was like about to hit me. She's like, just play it from the beginning. <laughs> she was getting so mad because I thought that I was fast forwarding this new commercial and then like skipping super fast past the intro into the show. So I started watching the commercial thing again and then i'm like no this is stupid i'm not doing this i'm gonna fast forward again <laughs> and then i realized that it went right from the commercial into the show which the show, is yep. so bizarre now they've never done this before and i want to bring this up because with this show and we know with the writers and how clever they are and the mystery and everything usually things like this happen for a reason they're not just coincidence right 
what does this mean? They What they do is they go, even before we get the opening of the show, the new opening we got from last week, they go right to a flashback. And it's an interview scene. I mean, that part's familiar. But uh, the the only thing that I've been able to theorize so far is uh, it, clearly it's in the past. It's from the very sure. beginning of the host creation. Uh, it's it's actually the first time we've seen hosts outside of Westworld, right? Uh, so like young uh, young Ford as well in the background. Yeah, kind of, yep. and kind of like a like in my surround sound. It was like he was kind of in the distance, poking his head through the door. Um, right. You know, which I thought was interesting. So the my theory would be well, since this takes place in the past, like the very beginning. Maybe they were just being clever and put the interview at the very beginning. I mean, maybe that's too cutesy or simple. What do you think? I don't know. I just actually, this moment put this thought in my head that what if it's not the past and it's a real big head fake and the fact that that uh, these hosts have been wiped and the young Ford was actually a host. You know, oh my gosh! You know, oh. I mean, it, it could be something that crazy. It could, I know. Now we're really going down the rabbit hole. This that is what scene, <laughs> yeah, that scene is just her and Bernard, and then a glimpse of a young Ford telling, uh, oh. asking for her to come out uh, to we, what we assume to be the party to reveal the host. And Bernard's Bernard says she's not ready. Well, and it's Arnold. I mean, is I think he or calls Arnold. he yeah, calls him yeah. Arnold. And you know, yeah, the right. only reason we make that you know distinct difference is because they are two different people, of course. So. So yeah, it's it's this this is what it looks like is they are they are uh she's in a big skyscraper, you know, big hotel looking out the window, she's talking about all the lights. She's giving similar lines that she would say in Westworld, but like so you can right. tell that her programming has gone back, you know, got into the oh, the beauty and have you ever seen anything that kind of deal. Uh so she's saying all that, but you find out that that Ford is like, "Hey, come on, let's hurry up, let's go." And so they're going to present this host, the first host, Dolores, to investors, whoever it may be. Uh, I'm thinking this is before Delos. I think this is, in my opinion, this is even before, this is like uh, initial investors, right? So Yeah, it would have to be, I think. Yeah, I think we see a second time period later because I don't, if you remember, Ford, Arnold, they're not involved in this second part, right? So if they were getting ready to go right. and take someone, and then of course Dolores isn't there, uh, we find out that Arnold doesn't think she's ready. She convinces Ford, who says that she's playing favorites, but or that he is playing favorites with her. But uh, Arnold says no, really, she's she's just not ready, and so he doesn't want to show off the host unless you know he he makes sure that it works the way he envisions, right? Right. Yeah, that's the way I took it. So, yeah, really interesting, though. So I thought it was, first of all, super cool because I didn't know what we were seeing. I really thought this was going to be a future. I thought they were going to do another fast forward and then we were going to see either this episode or throughout the season how they got outside of Westworld. But we find out that this is in the very, the very furthest back that the hosts go. So I really believed that this was going to be some kind of a future take and we were going to do another catch up. Like in the first episode, we saw the party, which ended the the season one finale. And then we found out that it was about 12 days later that the rescue team was coming and we figure, oh, this season, we're going to find out how they meet up. And so this episode, I thought, oh, my gosh, they're outside. They've escaped. Something like that happens. But Dolores is at her very most primitive state. And you've got Arnold and you've got Ford. Uh, talking about showing her off. So it, they really did a mind fake with you. Uh, but what I thought was so cool was to see them in this element. The only time we've seen a host outside of Westworld, so I'll correct my earlier statement, 
if you want to get technical about it, Angela, the host that greets William and Logan uh, in episode two, I mean, they're kind of at the arrival of Westworld, right? So they're they're not in the park. They're sure, at the like arrival, the right? Gates, the front gates, yeah. basically. So we've never seen a host out in the city. Uh, we've never seen them you know, interacting with human beings outside of the park experience. So I think it's really cool. And we see a lot of that with hosts and, and people outside. And we also get some really exciting questions answered because last season we we found out that William was the man in black and and he's going to be in charge of Delos and after everything that happened with him and Logan the questions were how did this happen how, what happened to Logan how did William become in charge of the company all that stuff so we're going to get into that very exciting but yeah, they uh, start to get into that one in uh, this episode actually some really good scenes between William after his experience in Westworld and uh Big Daddy Delos. Yeah, Daddy Delos. Jim. Yeah, Jim. We'll call him. I like Daddy Delos, though. I think. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So the main thing to take away from this is we see an early Dolores. We see her going in and being shown off to investors with Ford and Arnold, and she already has her initial programming. Have you ever seen anything so full of splendor and all that? But it's really cool because she's seeing all these lights and she has no idea what to make of it. She's she's saying that it's like the ground is lit up. Stars are on the ground. The stars are on the ground. Yeah, it's really cool. It's she is like a child, like a curious child that has no idea what she's looking at. And then before we go still to the introduction, so Arnold leaves wherever they are in this hotel and he walks Dolores to this place that's just like across the street or a block away. It's very close by. But Arnold is, I guess, building a house for his family to move them there. That's what I took from it. He's, she asked if he was going to live there. And he said, it's not for me. It's for my family because my wife says that I live at Westworld. Yeah, I live at the meaning park. That he spends yeah. so much time there with the park and, and getting it set up. So. so he's just moving them there. Yeah. So I haven't had a ton of time to investigate the language, and the landmarks and everything. But there are Asian characters written on the sides of buildings. There are Asian people walking around. Uh, it, it looks like China, looks like Hong Kong or something. I can't exactly tell. Did you ever find out exactly where they are? Did I, I didn't find any okay. uh, confirmation, but I think that the, the widespread belief is that it's China. Okay, yeah, that's exactly. It looks like China to me. So we've learned in the last episode that there was an Asian government there, or at least an Asian military. And that's when uh, Strand said to them to sign an NDA and to get them off his island. And so we already believed that the island was somewhere in Asia. And then here we are in the early parts of the park opening, and Arnold is moving his family to this house in Asia to be close by his work. So I mean, there you go right there. That confirms that the park has been there. Arnold and Ford, they live there. So there's really no question as to where all of this is located. So yeah, he takes Dolores over to his house and and shows her and and she again is just very inquisitive. She doesn't know anything of these modern structures. They do have an interaction and they talk about his child, Charlie, who we haven't seen and and so he actually compares Dolores to him. They have a lot in common because they see things very clearly. So yeah, they have that little interaction which I don't know if that's going to come into play later. Uh, my first thoughts on this were to be that maybe he programmed Dolores to be like his son. I mean, they're different genders, clearly, but uh, it doesn't mean that they can't think the same way. Uh, maybe they say the same things. And I don't know if that's why he has such an attachment other than her being the first host. Maybe she is some kind of a representation of his son. Any thoughts on that? No, I was thinking about it as you were going through it, how... Uh... They, you know, he spends the majority of the time throughout the first season and, and even the beginning of this one 
and this ep- both episodes of the season start with him uh, interviewing her. So um, I do feel like he's very passionate about about Dolores's character, but um, I mean maybe there's more to explore there as to why. Sure, yeah, and it, it could be deeper than even they're intending us to go. But hey, like we said before, you never know with this one. Yep. Uh, but the the other interesting question before we get to the opening here, we're still not there. <laughs> is in in episode one of season two something seemed very off between Dolores and Bernard. So we didn't know, is this the past? Is this the future? Is this, you know, it it appears to be Arnold. All the other flashbacks were Arnold, but we weren't quite sure. So in season two opening, we see the interview is clearly Arnold and Dolores. So I don't know if that's confirmation. Again, things could change, but we have two scenes now, which appear to be with Arnold. So, uh, and this one is clearly in the past. So maybe that last, right. maybe last episodes was the past, and we were just thinking too much into it. They just used some different cameras, and it just looked differently. Yeah, it could be. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where that takes us in future episodes. So we get through the introduction, uh, same introduction from last week. So that answers our question. They're not going to be changing it episodically, which I didn't think they would. But the emphasis on the buffalo got me thinking. Yeah, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah. But finally, here we are. We're past the introduction. We go to the underground facility. So this is where the technicians are working on bringing all the hosts back to life. We get these two guys down here that are saying something like, we've been here for 13 hours, the next shift hasn't come to replace us yet, and all of a sudden, we see one of the board members from Delos, from the party, that has escaped, and basically Dolores and Teddy and her crew were using him to track him and figure out how to get into the facility, and so he's underground, and he runs into these guys that are saying something like, oh, we've been here for 13 hours, and the the next shift hasn't even shown up yet, Uh, they don't know what's going on. And uh, there comes Dolores and with her ammunition belt and Teddy, and they uh, they rough people up a little bit, and yeah. they're trying to get across Westworld, so they want to uh, wake up some of these dead hosts that the technicians are working on. Yeah, they end up asking, Teddy asks, or maybe it was Dolores who asks the crew how many people are coming after him, and they said like six to 800 maybe, and they had maybe 50 as... 50 as... Teddy, yeah. Yeah, Teddy gave the numbers. I don't remember exactly what they were, but they were going to be vastly outnumbered without an army. Right, exactly, because it's it's this whole uh, Delos uh, search and rescue team that we saw in season one is going to be the ones tracking them down. So I wonder if all the dead bodies at the at the end of episode one, do you think that is Dolores' army? Because remember, Teddy's in there. Yeah, very well could be. We've been wondering why are there hundreds, if not thousands of people in the water, and why are they all dead with Teddy? I'm starting to put that together. So uh, very well, this could be the army that she assembles uh, this first part of the season. We end this with her uh, getting some help from this technician that is working down there. So he's still on his, his long 13-hour shift. He's not going to overtime. Yep, he's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's his biggest concern right now, I think, is, oh, I'm making double time. Uh, so he's he's going to be uh, working a little bit longer before we go to our next scene and time jump she's interacting with that board member and it looks like she's starting to have memories she 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 touches him like i thought maybe she was touching his tears i don't know if that's what you took from that it looked like she was touching tears from around his eyes and then she started having these flashes and she actually starts flashing back to being on the rooftop and the place that i believe she was with arnold in that opening scene so it seems that more and more memories are coming back to Dolores. So they flash to that. And then this is where we get the uh, cover that I was not expecting. 
Uh, right. But I knew that piano beat. It's so funny that it's There's just one note, and I knew it was Kanye West, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't expect to hear that in Westworld. Apparently, it was in some of the promotional material, but I didn't. I never caught that. No, I didn't. But, uh, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, wow, Kanye West is now in Westworld. Kanye Westworld, if you will. That's great. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I did not think of that name. That's perfect. I turned to Katie, and Katie doesn't like Kanye. She doesn't know his music. But as soon as that came on, the piano music which is piano, so it's not hard to cover this part. Right. But yeah. uh, as soon as that opening came, I go, is that is that Kanye? And she's like, <laughs> I don't know. And then they just do the rest of it with piano, which is, you know, so, so cool. It's Ramin Javadi is is the uh, composer. Ah, there we go. Uh, you know, I always have a little trouble uh, pronouncing his name. So, uh, Ramin, I know you listen, and thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. Good job, Ramin. Yeah, I apologize for, for the uh, mispronunciations in the past. But Ramin Javadi is, is the composer. He also does the music for Game of Thrones. So he obviously puts together some amazing stuff. In season one, there was a Chris Cornell cover that he did in early on the second or third episode. And I was just, wow, it sounds really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he does that all the time. I mean, season one was full of piano covers. Yeah. Every episode they were expecting and waiting for what's the new cover going to be. And uh, yeah, he did a great job. And so it's it's interesting. He's off. He's off to a good start. I thought that was really cool, and again, was very fitting with the, the opening piano music of that song. Yeah, for but sure. uh, so we're doing another time jump here. So after after Dolores's little flashbacks, we're actually going to a meeting. Uh, it looks like it's in the same place. So I believe Logan and William are traveling to uh, this place in Asia, which we believe is is China, and they are there to investigate to see if they want to invest in Delos. They, or I'm sorry, if Delos wants to invest in Westworld. Um, I don't know what the the company name is, you know. So we all we know is that Delos is, you know, a majority owner or the owner of Westworld, but we don't know what it was called before, correct? I do not believe so. No, so they never they never went back. So it may have just been Westworld. Maybe the extra parks and the expansions came after Delos bought them, and they had the idea to expand uh, to get different clientele. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, anyway, so uh, Ford and Arnold and the Westworld uh, management have invited these two. So we get to see them the first time we've seen William, uh, the young William, and Logan uh, in season two. So it was nice to see them. Uh, William is yawning. He is just just, kind of bored by this business. And uh, Logan is just like, are you seriously? I can't believe this guy's dating my sister. And so he he goes (laughs) to bed or whatever. Uh, And then we're approached by a familiar face, Angela who yeah. uh, we know is one of the first hosts in the flashback with Dolores in season one when she's walking through the town with the church and she's getting those flashbacks to her time with Arnold and everything. You see the hosts learning how to dance and Angela is one of those hosts. So we know that she is like Dolores, one of the very early hosts. And so uh, this obviously is taking place in the past before Delos even gets involved. So there's Angela. They've got her dressed up in a nice cocktail dress. And uh, the main thing is that they, they are trying to have this meeting and convince Logan uh, to invest. And he's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into all this tech. I'm into all this futuristic VR stuff. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't seem very impressed by, uh, I guess he's, is he kind of mad that uh, Ford and Arnold aren't meeting with him that like. It could be. Um, it it seemed very Logan uh 
Logan-esque from what we knew of him from the beginning of the first season or the whole season entirely. Yeah. Um, even even William at the beginning when he was yawning, he really didn't have any interest in ever being at Westworld in the first place, if you remember from uh, episode two of last season. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, this, this part um, was one of my favorites of the episode where it becomes a big test where he, uh, to Angela and her partner take him to the party room and say, listen, one of these per- people is a host and t- tell me if you can figure out who it is. And, and the way that it plays out, I don't know if you want to get into that first, but it just, it blew my mind. I was like, this was really, really cool. I, I liked it a lot too. It was one of my favorites of this episode as well. One, because I really wanted to know how Delos and William and Logan got involved in Westworld. And so any scenes where we got these flashbacks with the company and outside of the park, we're just fascinating because these are the answers we were looking for. And this is it. This is the very first impression or interaction that either of them had had with Westworld. And, yeah. uh, and the way they did it was Angela and the other guy walk him into this room full of people. Uh, we see a familiar face from later in the episode. So we're going to see some of these hosts later on. Right. Uh, and we know they repurpose them for a lot of different things. But uh, we see all these people and his test, they tell him, is, uh, you know, you have to figure out which one is a host and he's like, seriously, one of them, it gets him interested. It gets him excited because yeah. at first he's just kind of like, oh, he's not impressed. And then he finds out that there's a game. Oh, I get to, I get to interrogate and talk to these people and try to pick it out. And so he, he starts thinking that he's on the right track. Like, oh, this is such a giveaway because you've got these people that are so obvious guy checking his glasses and yeah. uh, cleaning his glasses. And he's walking- he used an, in- he used an interesting line about these people are trying too hard to be human or, yeah. or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I thought it was a, a pretty interesting line considering the, the content of the show. Yeah. They said that uh, he is pain. They are painfully human. Painfully human. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, so he's not impressed at all. And then he looks across the room and Angela's still standing there where he left her. And he's just like, no, no, you're <laughs> kidding me. And, and uh, it, it blows his mind. And this is what gets him interested because he he was talking to this woman who you know he he clearly thinks is attractive and he thinks that she's just a representative from the park someone in management and here the whole time she is a host and what's even more impressive is this part the bigger head which, yeah the bigger head fake yeah is that everybody in the room is a host yeah and i think that's ultimately what gets him to sign on because here he is yeah. in the room looking for one host and he can't tell he thinks he's got things figured out and here the entire room was hosts. So re- yeah. really cool, you know, freeze all motor scene. Yeah, freeze all motor functions type of scene where Angela's talking to him and he's blown away by this. So uh yeah, he uh you know, these he's he's wowed, his jaws dropped and uh and then he says that he wants to t- kind of test out the merchandise so to speak with Angela. Yeah. That's very Logan. <laughs> and that's Logan. That's the Logan we know and I won't say love, but you know, maybe some people do, but that's Logan. Well, you you are kind of I don't know. Were you sympathetic for him a little bit later on in the episode outside the party? I don't know. I, Oh, later on. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to, but then also it's like, did you not do this to yourself? It's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that part when, uh, and speak about it more when we get there, I think. But yeah, at yeah. that moment I was very uh, like, you know, he's, it's kind of sucks for him. <laughs> it does. I mean, he is, and you're supposed to feel bad for him. So yeah, we'll get into Logan in just a little bit later on in the episode. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, last season in the park, I mean, I, I thought Logan was funny. I agreed with Logan. So 
I'm a gamer, you're a gamer, Brad. So we can relate to achievements and trying to get through the game and, and whatever, find hidden places and be excited by the gaming aspect of it. But then Logan was also a huge jerk to William, who, yeah. I, you know, it was in my eyes the good guy. I mean, I was thinking of William, uh, the young William, as as the good guy in the story. And I I was just, in, I was so intrigued by his relationship with Dolores. I loved their interactions. I, they really were falling in love. It was it was for her being a host as, as odd as it seems like, I mean, it was a compelling love story. And so, you know, yeah. of course I did not like Logan because of how terrible he was, how he basically, you know, how he was, you know, just trying to separate those two. And he was, he was like sick of it. He's like, okay, this has gone too far and ultimately kind of breaks them apart. And so, yeah, I, I don't like Logan. I think he's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really get behind him as like one of my favorites. That's sure. Just, yeah. Sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, but after the scene, so, so we, we get, we go back and to Dolores. And so Dolores is, um, oh, this is, I guess we should say, first of all, that, uh, the scene that we see in the hotel room, does Dolores stumbles upon, uh, Logan and Angela and all the hosts that he has in the bedroom there. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of gives you a little insight just to show you that yep, they did the they did the deed. <laughs> uh so we flash we flashed forward, but we'll call this current timeline. So I believe there are three timelines in this episode. So we have uh pre Delos, uh, you know, just just Dolores as being the only host that Arnold and Ford are trying to show off. We have the William and Logan and Delos trying to uh be convinced to take on Westworld. And then we, of course, have our current timeline, which is post Ford's narrative journey into night and, and the massacre. So does that sound right? Am I forgetting any timelines? I don't think so. I mean, there's the 12 day gap <laughs> from last episode that's kind of like right, questionable, right. but it's still within this kind of timeline. And I don't think we jump around within that this episode. But yeah, not at all. No. Actually, we only see Bernard in the in the flash flashbacks, the way back with with Dolores. Right? I don't think he's in any of the rest of the episode. No, so we don't we don't really know what's going on with the whole rescue thing. Why? Uh, you know, how's how's Bernard holding up with trying to escape the rescue team that's taken out all the hosts? So I'm. Yep. We may be doing a like a back and forth episode thing. You know, it might actually yep. be uh, two different storylines, so to speak, and they're yeah. going to alternate. Maybe it's five episodes of one, five of the other. We'll. We have no idea at this point. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. I think this episode was far and away better than the first one this season. I loved this episode. Yeah, I I liked it too. I really did. Um, I would. I don't know that I loved it, but I did really enjoy it. Uh, you know, I again, I was a little disheartened last week by all the reviews that I read uh, saying that oh, that that first episode was a you know much needed breather refreshment. Yeah. It's much more exciting, and I liked the first episode a lot, but I didn't think it was the best thing ever and it certainly wasn't better than the season one uh pilot episode so um yeah i liked that episode but this one this one got got us into the whole delos and william kind of timeline and that was interesting to me uh we also saw a familiar face uh lawrence who was we find him tied upside down in the next scene uh after after uh we go through uh teddy and dolores are still trying to get their army in the basement uh teddy kind of freaks out because they she has the technician show him a tablet with all his deaths and photos of him before he's yeah. rebooted and brought back online and uh he flips out and understandably yeah, so Teddy. yeah he's uh how many times has he died did you did you take note of the number on that i 
didn't have I don't have the number on that, but if you look at the the screenshot or the uh the scene in the tablet when they're when they're going scrolling down the list, it's numerous, numerous times. Yeah, I wanna say yeah. I wanna say that it was something like five thousand maybe. Jeez. I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot of deaths. And so understandably, I mean he's sitting here just scrolling by like, Yep, you were dead there, you were dead there. You were dead, you know. We got, yeah, we got quite a bit of emotion out of Teddy this this episode. I don't I don't recall the last time we've seen him do something, you know. Well, and, and uh, being fired up like this, like other yeah. than just protecting Dolores and trying to take out the bad guys, we haven't really seen him in this in a rage like this. I think is the right. best way to to put it. And so we're used to Teddy being kind of the the good guy, the the whatever romantic, just kind of pining for Dolores and. uh <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, and I found the number five thousand seven hundred and forty-six. Oh my goodness! So yeah, going through all the different uh, deaths of Teddy. So anyway, we see him freak out, and and you know he says, "What is this?" And the guy is like, and the guy says, "It's just for fun." And <laughs> I don't think that's the right choice of words to exactly. to use in that scenario. It's like I get it. It is a theme park, and that is something that I like to remember for for the rest of the show because again when it's like am i going to sympathize with the humans or am i going to sympathize with the quote-unquote robots like i don't want an, a robot uprising i don't want terminator 2 happening right oh, like no. <laughs> like I, I sympathize with both sides but at the end of the day i it's hard for me to root for a bunch of robots that want to kill the human race right like right. that's not i mean dolores in this wyatt narrative is just a cold-blooded killer she is just murdering left and right and trying to get revenge and justice. And we'll get into a little bit of what we think that means. And, and, and as far as, is she doing this a free will or is it programmed? But the the fact is that is what she's doing. And so I'm finding Dolores a lot harder to sympathize with than I was in yep. season one when she was just being killed every episode and mistreated and abused. And like, I was like, Oh no, poor Dolores. I really want her and William. I want William to rescue her right up on his stallion and take her out of Westworld. <laughs> and it's like this season, I'm like, someone stop this robot. <laughs> this is, yeah, this, she's yeah. kind of terrifying. She is. And so I don't know, uh, uh, because the comparison is there, the perfect contrast between her and a host on the other side, I think is Maeve where Maeve has motivation. She has, she is trying to find her daughter. She just wanted to get out of Westworld. And then she decided to go back to rescue her daughter. She will do anything for her daughter, anything for her child. Like most mothers would, but she's not just killing to kill. She's she's killing if you get in her way. But you know you can sympathize with her because it's like just just let her have her family and we'll be good, right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I I, I think uh, I think in my mind, at least as of this point, I think Man in Black William is the hero. Uh, Maeve Maeve is a hero. I think she's also a hero, and I think Dolores is the villain. And her army's the villains, and so at this point, yeah, I think I think William kind of goes through some kind of art because there. I mean, after his experience in the first West or the first season of Westworld, and what we see in the flashbacks here, he's uh he makes some bad choices, which we'll talk about later on about you know how he gets control of Delos anyway. But uh, you know, in his older age now, he seems like he wants to undo that and and I guess save the world maybe. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you there. Uh, You know, it's this used to be kind of his playland, and it started off as one thing. His interest came from Dolores, and he wanted to keep going back. and And we know that he goes back time and time again, and she's never the the person that he fell in love with. 
And so obviously he, he kind of forgets about her and, and realizes that during the course of this episode, we see it. But uh, at this point now, with all the, the hosts uprising and killing all the humans, he, he wants to burn this place to the ground. And, and like, like you said, I think he wants to save the world from this. Yeah. So we run into Lawrence, which is, is great. He was a great character from the first season. I was so happy to see him again. Uh, and as soon as he comes on the screen, I turn to Katie and I'm like, how long before we get a motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's, it. You see like ants are crawling on his face and he's got this this trio of bandits that have got him strung up. And and uh, William rides up Ed Harris. I'll just call him Man in Black to keep it easy. But Man in sure. Black rides up and uh, rescues him. And, uh, you know, and, and, and he gives us his MFR, And so that was funny. Uh, you he know, he makes a really good comment too, uh, at Her- or man in black does regarding the fact that you're supposed to you know, get away from these guys, but being is how everything's all, uh, haywire now. Um, I guess it became harder or, or maybe the free, I don't know the, what the word host, I'm trying to use it. The hosts aren't as easy to kill because they're not programmed like, they get hit by a bullet and they used to, their computers used to just like shut them down. It would be really easy for the guests, but now it's more like you have to actually decapitate them or, or cut their throat. It's more of like, you'd have to kill yeah. them like you would kill a human. It's, it's the extreme hard difficulty of a video game, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, he, there's a, there's a good struggle here where he's, he actually, Man in Black gets, ends up getting shot and he, uh, is, is in a struggle w- uh, at knife point to one of the bandits and he tells Lawrence to swing for the gun and he ends up just, Man in Black ends up just taking the guy out. But, uh, that's when, that's when he's says that line and he ends up getting cut down and they go into a bar and here I was like, what is he getting? Because he goes behind the bar and Man in Black punches a hole through the back of the bar and grabs a little case. I thought maybe it was like, in my mind, it was an instruction manual. I thought it was maybe like cheat codes or a walkthrough, you know, how to do some kind of thing like that. But it ends up being a, a medic kind of a kit. And he has the same device that the technicians use to heal up wounds. And so that's how he ends up uh, taking the buckshot out of his wrist and he heals himself up. But he basically ends up... uh getting Lawrence to be a part of whatever this is, be a part of his journey because he's explaining to him that, uh, you know, everything that's going on with the world and things aren't what they used to be. And, and, uh, you know, he needs, he needs help. And, and, uh, Lawrence is just like, why should I help you? And he, he essentially tells him something like, you know, you've, you know, we're, we're all going to go down unless you do this. So either you yeah. know, choose your side, come with me if you want to live, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so they're going to be teaming up, and then we cut back to the technicians, and, and geez, Dolores and Teddy, they're really, Angela, they're giving these guys a hell of a time. Uh, they, they dump this one guy's face into like the molding, the white stuff that the hosts are made out of. Oh, uh, he's screaming that it burns. and Yeah, that, that was just awful. I just imagined yeah. like a burning wax-type material <laughs> on you. Like, ugh. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, but anyway, they uh, they realize that uh, you know they they need to build their army up here. So um, they they see a bunch of guys in the bins, and she tells the technician to activate those guys. So uh, they're going to be building their army up, and and the main goal is to go get the Confederados. Which they're like the other people are like, do you know who these guys are? They're not going to listen to you. So she's like, well, let's start building our army slowly here. Um, so that's our next stop. But before we get there we cut back to a, a scene of the town and it's uh it looks like early Westworld from season 
season one where you know you've got the town dolores is going through her her regular old loop that we saw where she's trying to go to the store and she's putting the condensed milk on her bag and she drops one and at this point i'm sure you were like me i'm like who's gonna pick it up who's gonna pick it up yeah because it was always someone different it was either teddy or it was william or it was man in black or yeah or the other guest with william sees where he's like oh geez i'm just part of the loop but it's teddy and so i'm like what timeline are we in clearly we're not in this I mean, we know that the current timeline or, you know, the the journey into night timeline, Dolores has that ammunition belt around her. So you can always tell that, you know, that's that means that we're in current. But this one is her in her blue dress. And so she's interacting with Teddy. And then all of a sudden, everyone freezes in the whole town. You see a helicopter come in from overhead. And so yeah. I'm like, what is happening here? And this guy lands where at, for- at first when it was blurred out, I thought this was Ford. I don't know if you saw the same thing. I'm like, is this Ford coming down to, you know, I thought maybe we were continuing the early on park stuff. He comes into focus and it's like, no, that's not him. I didn't watch any kind of like previews or, or any interviews about new cast members. Did you have any idea who this guy was before he landed? I- no, I had no idea. Yeah. I still don't. I mean, I know nah. who his character is, but um, the the actor didn't look too familiar to me, which is weird because I'm usually pretty good with faces. Now, do you know who he is? I was not familiar with this guy, this actor, before the episode, but he's an actor named Peter Mullen. He has been in films like Children of Men. He was in Braveheart. You know, oh. he, he had... Oh, he had, I remember him in Children of Men. Did you? That's a great movie. Oh, it is a great movie. He has a face that is... He seems familiar, but I couldn't exactly place him. But it ends up that this is James Delos. Yes, that Delos. He is he is Logan's father and the head of the Delos company, and he is coming down to check out why he would invest in this place. So this is clearly post the uh, party that Logan has all the interactions with the hosts from earlier. And uh, I was I was wondering, are we going to see Logan? Or are we going to see William? We end up seeing William, and uh, clearly this is post their their adventure from last season in Westworld. And this is William trying to convince convince Delos to invest. And they have a really interesting conversation here. And one of the uh one of the lines that he uses in this one, uh it ends up, I mean, they have this whole long conversation that's really good. Uh and and William ends up saying, well if you don't see the value in this place, paraphrasing it here, then you're not the businessman I thought you were, because he basically says we tell we sell people these experiences and people are free to be themselves. We tell them that no one's watching we're them. We're not watching, right? Yeah. But we that's are. Big, yeah. and, mm-hmm. You know, and I mean this this is so relevant in today's day and age because we talk about all the data breaches and all the leaks of whether it be the passwords or the Facebook data, uh, you know, all these different things about privacy. And so this plays right into that as a perfect commentary of here's this big company Delos and they're yeah. selling you this experience and they say your information's private. But these people are actually at the extreme of being the bad guys to where they're like, no, we're just straight lying to you. We are using your information and seeing how people actually think what they actually want so that we can sell them experiences and products and whatever it is. And so after he talks like this to his future or I don't know if he's he's married yet. I, he might be father-in-law at this point in time. But either way, he talks to him like this and he says, there's not a man alive that would talk to me like that. But then he says, not anymore. And so did you think that Logan was dead at this point? Um, that, that's, that was how I took it, because at the end of last season, we see Logan riding off naked into the park, 
And and we didn't know if he survived that, if there was some kind of accident that William had to explain away. And at this point, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's our answer. Logan is dead. And Logan, you know, being the smart ass he is, I bet he used to talk to his father like that and tell him what he should do and, and that he's not a businessman and all that. Uh, do you didn't- yeah, I didn't take it that way. Um, I could see it that way because we know how, you know, how Logan speaks. You just hit the nail on the head there regarding that he probably would talk to his dad that way. I, I took it more so of just, there isn't like he's made his presence known as a businessman and nobody messes with him. So like any of his peers or competing uh, businesses would, would talk to him like that. But, but it very well could be referring to Logan. I could, I could see that. Well, see, I think the problem is you don't wear your tinfoil hat when you watch the show. <laughs> the tinfoil I, hat picks up on all these extra theories and, and ideas. I, I think probably I'm trained to think way too hard on this stuff. And that's how maybe we get some of the crazy theories that prove to be right. But, but you're right. I could definitely see that. Or maybe it, it could be a double meaning where there is a head fake going on where you think that he's saying, oh, yeah, no one talks to that way to me anymore. But maybe it was one of the people. Uh, I'm going to tend to lean to your side, and I won't give too much thought into it. And clearly we know Logan uh, spoilers uh, because that's what we do here. Logan is not dead. So uh, it yeah. definitely isn't him. But that conversation was enough to get Daddy Delos interested. And it's, uh, a, it's an interesting line, too. I'm glad you pointed that one out specifically because yeah. I believe uh, William – or man in black William, the older William says something like that later on in the episode too. Like he pulls that line from, from Jim. I think it was season one. Oh, was it season I one? I think it's season one. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I think it's when it, it, it could have been this episode and maybe I missed it, but I remember there being a scene between him and um, it might've been Lawrence to where someone, I think, cause you know, Lauren, always, Lawrence always tells him to screw off and he, he talks to him like that. And I think, right. I think, man in black says to him that no one talks to him like that. Uh, but he kind of, he kind of respects whoever it is, if it's Lawrence for his outspokenness and whatever. But, yeah. uh, I, I think that's what that's kind of alluding to. So it is a kind of an interesting progression that he's made to where now he is. And we, we know that, that, uh, he is the head of Delos. So it, it, he is in that same position and he's thinking that way now. And that's why I, I want, since we're getting to that and you brought up that uh, Logan's still alive, um, we haven't got to the part where he's getting high yet, but um, is where I was kind of sympathetic to him because that was, you know, his dad, his dad's company, um, Williams marrying Logan's sister. And somehow, I guess with this investment that he, uh, that he gives to Jim or this idea that he gives to Jim for investing in Westworld, that he ends up, the, the brother-in-law in, in, inherits the company. But we really don't know what Logan's fate is, you know, throughout the between their young days and where he's at as William today. Sure. And I can see that, too. Now, on on the flip side, I took it as that uh, he he realized that William is the son that he always wanted. William is the businessman, the serious guy. He doesn't want to just screw around. He's in in, in the guy with the ideas. Oh, for sure. Which runs yeah. what you said. And so I figured that it just meant that Logan's a big screw off. He's a, he's a, you know, he's, he just wants sex, drugs, alcohol, rock and roll, you know, whatever goes along sure. with it. Uh, we've seen that that's all he really cares about. He's a party boy. Uh, that's fair. You know, and, and so I took it as that he inherited the empire because he's reliable and, and yep. it is staying in the family still. Uh, and so, and I think that only furthers the drug use and the abuse that, Logan treats himself to later because he's depressed and, and obviously it's not yep. a good way to deal with it, but I, anyone that uses drugs or alcohol to feel better, I mean, that's clearly not the right way to do it. 
Correct. Yeah. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Again, I would love, love, love these flashbacks. I love finally finding out how the company got involved in the park. And I love seeing William and Logan now post uh, the whole experience from season one. It's just really cool to get that insight. Uh, and so, yeah, we step away from the park for quite a bit to see all this. Uh, but going back to, to current time, so we join up with Dolores and Teddy, and they stumble upon the Confederados. And we do see some familiar faces because one of the guys that I know, at least one of them, that uh, Jonathan Tucker is the actor, but he's he's an actor that you would know. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's got a. Have, did you recognize him in the uh, the Logan scene? He's he's the guy that's kind of the head of the Confederados. I don't think so. Okay, he's 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 been in a lot of stuff. Um, he he. If you would know him, if you saw a picture of him, but uh, he's got the like mustache and beard in the current scenes. But basically, Dolores is going there and trying to convince the Confederados to be part of her army. And I loved this. This is before we get into that, yeah. though. Shouldn't we mention the Dolores well, yeah, and Maeve? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's why they're there. But before yeah. they go inside, she runs into Maeve, and this was right. so cool to see this interaction. Uh, you know, Maeve is a badass. Maeve is awesome. Dolores is a cold-blooded killer, and so right. we've 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 it was we saw them last season in the same area, like in, like in the bar in front of the bar, but like we never saw any kind of interactions interaction post it, that it was weird to me. And I didn't know what it was at first. And then one of the top comments on Reddit by somebody named the Aquaman um, oh, made me realize Aquaman. that that's him. Yeah. <laughs> it was exactly what I was feeling was he said, is it me? Is it just me? Or did it feel like Dolores and Maeve meeting was like a crossover episode of two different shows? And I was like, you know what? That's probably why it felt weird to me is because there's two vastly different things going on right now. Mm -hmm. And when they met up, it was almost like the arrow and the flash on CW, like crossing over. (laughs) That is a great point. I never thought of it like that. Um, I was thinking when when you said that, I was thinking that you just thought it didn't feel right. But what you really meant was you're just not used to seeing it. And and no, I totally believe that. Because again, we have not seen Dolores and Maeve interact since the post awakening we'll call it since the whole yeah. this whole uh, new narrative and and the end part of season i mean really the middle of season 1 when uh, Maeve is is kind of going off on her own and and getting all souped up so this was i recall this was Sorry, yeah didn't. this was huge for for these two and for the audience to see them together and i love it because Maeve is so calm and collected you have Dolores who has done nothing but kill since we've seen her in this yeah. role and so I thought she was going to try to intimidate Maeve. I thought that she may have to use some of her programming, but I don't believe Maeve actually has to um, do any of her, uh, I don't want to call them magic tricks, but you know, like when Ford points his finger and controls the host, Maeve has that kind of a telekinetic Wi-Fi communication with hosts now. But I think right. Maeve used like straight up logic and told Dolores exactly what she wanted to hear that Dolores is all about enlightenment and awakening and, and, and truth and, and uh, letting people go on their own free will. And so she basically says, in the name of free will or in the name of freedom, you're going to let me pass by you know, without any trouble. And Dolores just waves her on. And yeah, I thought that's it, up for debate. It could be either way. She could have been um, using it. But to me, yeah. I was just like, she is so good. And, and maybe she knows what Dolores wants to hear. But I really True, think there yeah. would have been more of a more of a clue uh, Maeve sure. would have done some kind of body language. And so I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent on it, but to me it was just like, wow, Maeve is so awesome. 
she is just smart and her, yeah. her, you know, all of her skills are all cranked up to 10. So she's able to just like, uh, just like in a game, like let's use fallout for, for instance, you know, when you're having a conversation with the NPCs in fallout and you've got your, your skills all the way cranked up, it's like, you can convince them to do things that you couldn't when your skills are lower. And right. that's exactly what's happening here. They base Westworld so much on video games and skill sets. So yeah, uh, she ends up going on her way. And so we don't see any kind of a big showdown, which I really thought it might get kind of crazy at this point. But yeah, it was weird to me that, uh, I think, uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Tandy Newton are two of the like top build actresses on the show. And we're in the second episode of the second season before they have, I believe their first dialogue together. Right. Absolutely. But they are on two storylines. Like you said, yeah. they don't really cross over. So they're both hosts. They're both, exploring the idea of free will now my theory is that Maeve does have free will i do not think dolores does i think dolores is wyatt Uh, we know that but what i mean by that is i think she is pretty much all the new wyatt narrative that ford has programmed i think by the end of the season she is going to get a rude awakening when she kind of finds out like Maeve that her responses are scripted and everything i i think she is going to learn that this was really just a character and somehow that's going to become apparent now. I could be wrong there, but your thoughts on free will for Maeve versus Dolores? I think I agree with that. Uh, Maeve clearly, unless it's some big head fake again, but um, I think as it stands right now for the viewer, it would appear rightfully that Maeve is the one that's more in control and sentient than than what Dolores is. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, is this the scene where we see Sizemore as the stable boy? Yes, yes. Oh my god, <laughs> this was hilarious. So we know from last episode that uh, you know that Maeve and Hector and and Angela and their crew have taken Sizemore because well, I mean Sizemore basically saves his own hide by saying, "Oh, I know this park better than anyone." and even though the map is down, I can help you. And so she, Maeve is like, okay, fine, I'll take you along. <laughs> They've dressed him up as like a stable boy, like we saw in last episode, like with the hat and the, the old dirty clothes and everything. And he's just like pulling a, a horse around with it's him. It's got to be so humiliating too, because Maeve's not dressed in character for no. for Westworld, but she dressed up the the designer one of the designers and engineers for westworld to be a stable boy yeah, to, think, to follow her i know I, and i think he's pulling a donkey i don't even think he's pulling a horse i thought it was yeah. a horse but i i really think it was a donkey like he is just pulling around this pack animal with some bags on it uh you know he's just doing like the most degrading job it, it, it was hilarious to see his face yeah. like that's the only time you see him in this episode but it's during this showdown where he's looking around like oh crap <laughs> so so funny so uh anyway uh long story short with this one like we said before they they meet up with the confederados and this is really really cool uh so we get she dolores interacts with the head played by jonathan tucker and he is he basically laughs off her request she she says that they should join him and he's like no that's there's just no way he laughs it off and he's like, the only decision I have to make is is which one of you I'm going to take and which one of you, talking about Angela and Dolores, I should throw to my men. And so they, the technician is there that we saw earlier in the episode, and they end up locking the door. Teddy does some awesome uh, shooting. He, she, on Dolores's mark, uh, Teddy and, and I think Angela, right? She had a gun as well. Yep. They end up shooting up the entire uh, row of guys. And we should mention there's some, there's a visual here that is clearly the last supper, right? When they bring in the camera shop of the table, all the guys on one side. 
Yeah, I didn't think of that. You didn't pick up on that? Oh, it's, I didn't. But no, I it's one hundred percent accurate. As soon as I, they as soon as they zoom into the barn, there's a Last Supper feel to it. And yep, and what does Dolores sure what does Dolores do in this scene? She kills them. Now she kills them all, but she kills this head of the Confederados, and she has the technician bring him back to life. And so yeah. I think there was a clear, uh, you know, she delivers a pretty badass line too, saying we toiled in God's service long enough. So I killed him. Mm-hmm. And so what, I mean, that's, I think that was great imagery with the last supper. I think that was yeah. awesome. It was very badass that she kills them all and then brings back their guy and was like, okay, so where were we before? Uh, <laughs> realize it, that was a, you know, as much as we've been kind of bagging on Dolores the last, a couple episodes that was a pretty badass scene now i want to be clear about something and i'm not saying you said otherwise but i just want to be clear to the listeners evan rachel wood amazing actor oh yeah she's great amazing i have no problems with evan rachel wood i think she was one of the best parts of the first season i like dolores mave is awesome but like i really felt uh you know evan rachel woods uh her emotions uh, the crap she was going through uh the way she on you know the drop of a hat was able to go between Dolores, you know, the the rancher's daughter and then go to the host and then go to the badass character at the end like her acting is incredible. I just I'm not a big fan of Dolores as far as like I can't root for her because I feel like she's the T1000 and you know, I want to root, root for yeah. for Arnold Terminator. I don't want to root for T1000. If he wins, if she wins, the world is over and Skynet wins. So, uh, you know, but, but yes, this is a very cool move by her. I, I would say it's the favorite thing of mine that she did all episode. She kills the Confederado. She brings back the main guy and is basically like, so do you want to join now? Uh, and he is just like, what do <laughs> well, you she didn't really give him a choice? No. And he, um, because the technician's able to wake him up, like without yeah. patching him up or anything, he still has the bullet wound and the blood fresh from the gunshots. And so he is just like, what is going on? And she realizes, and especially with that line you said, I mean, in his mind, she is God. He knows she is of some other worldly power and doesn't exactly know what to take of it, but definitely going to be following along. (laughs) So anyway, uh, Dolores has a larger army now. Uh, I don't think she's quite done yet, but she's got the Confederados. She has her people uh, that were revived. But uh, we're going to go back in time to another uh, William, young William timeline. And uh, it actually jumps forward to Daddy Dallas's retirement party, which yep. I thought this is surprising because it was quite a jump. We got the idea that uh, William convinced Jim Dallas to invest in Westworld. And the next scene we see with them is William taking over. So yeah. like you questioned earlier and mentioned, like what happened in between them? What actually led William? I, I don't know if it's because Westworld makes so much money that he basically you know, made Delos so much money that like there was no choice but to promote him. Uh, clearly Delos is okay with it, but I just felt some kind of a, did you sense like a, I don't want to say hostility, but between the two, it was almost like the, the there was something the fu- he mentioned. Uh, this is quite a retirement party. Yeah. And then, and Jim said, well, this is more, I feel like it's more of a promotion party for you. You know, there, there's right. Because that was the was, part that was the part that made it feel a little bit of animosity. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be this guy. His name is on the company. He founded Delos and it's supposed to be his retirement party. Yet everyone is kind of celebrating the fact that William is taking over. And it's like, 
that's a guy that doesn't even have the same last name as you. Like there was, Again, and, and it's going to his son-in-law, not his son too. So there might be maybe some disappointment, you know, yeah. it's and not that he doesn't like William again. I think he chose William because he was the better choice for the company, but, right. but it, it is hard. I think in the back of your mind, it's something that probably men might struggle with more than women. It's like having a son and being able to carry on the family name. It's pride. Yeah. It's that yeah. pride thing. And not that women aren't proud, but men, I think do it in a different way to where it's like, I need to carry on the bloodline. I need to have my blood take over. It's why family businesses, like in small business, a lot of times you get that nepotism and the, the, child of the owner will take over instead of the person that's been there 20 years and knows the business better. But it's like, but he has the last name, you know, or she has the last name, whatever it may be. Um, And so, yeah, it's hard for him not to, in the back of his mind, feel a little weird about it. Uh, But who is there other than Dolores playing piano? What an interesting choice for the entertainment. Um, Yeah. uh, His wife and his daughter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, We we get we get kind of a we get our first look in real life, at least not through a picture uh, of the wife. We see his daughter uh, and we kind of see his interaction with Dolores. And there is some kind of a that look in his eyes. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, you know, he as soon as he sees Dolores because he's he's with the family, but he, he looks at her and he looks at her in a way where you know, old memories start, are clearly coming yeah, back. He starts to approach her and, and gets cut off by Jim, probably for the better. Yeah. For, I don't, you I, know. I don't know what their interaction might've been, uh, but it was interesting. Uh, and I can't remember, did, did the wife see that look? Did she, did, was there some kind of an interaction like between the wife? I, I because I remember, I don't he, think so. Because he, he, he leaves, He's with the wife and daughter, and then he notices Dolores and walks over. And so I'm not saying there was like a back and forth where the camera cuts, but yeah. she sees him look at her, and I almost, I almost felt like she knew, like as in Logan. I mean, think about it. If if your brother-in-law, who you have this terrible experience with, he puts you naked on a horse and leaves you for dead, ties you up, yeah. cuts you, whatever, you know, and then you know you're gonna marry his sister and then take over the company, which he is the heir to essentially like I feel like drunk Logan is going to go off and tell his sister everything that happened. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't think about it that way. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I kind of got the feeling that maybe she was uneasy about just hosts in general because her daughter was the first one to interact with, uh, with Dolores and that, you know, saying you're beautiful. And when Dolores turned around and asked her name, she's like, get over here, get over here, get away. You know, like, so I think she probably was at, at the very least feeling uneasy about having this this uh, robot yeah. for, or for this host in her house. Yeah, or no, what we assume is her house. I love that. I think that's great because the, the great part about doing this show with you, Brad, is the balance. Because I am totally tinfoil hat theories. Uh, I feel like <laughs> you know you you enjoy the show like I do, but I feel like you have maybe a little more practical, like like a, a down to earth <laughs> take on this stuff. To where I'm like, oh my gosh, this means blah 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 blah. So no, that's that's fantastic. I love it. I love getting that other viewpoint, and I'm sure the listeners can appreciate it too. But uh, yeah, so so they have that little interaction, and uh, you know, uh, the the dad ends up after his conversation about the retirement party thing. Uh, doesn't he walk by and say, "Play anything but Chopin"? Uh, yeah, something like that. To Dolores, I think it's important. Yeah, important to note that he was uh, coughing, cried a bit during the conversation as well, too. So it's evident he maybe has some kind of medical condition, and either he was too. Uh, old enough to retire or retiring early due to medical condition. Cause I, they address yeah. it in some way that like, uh, or William addresses it in some way that, uh, 
you're going to make it. I don't remember exactly what was. Uh, well, I'm going to put the well, tinfoil hat back on here. I'm, okay. This is my next thing. So, so I wanted to bring up. So the dad is clearly sick. I do believe it seems like an early retirement. Uh, you know, William, I think, would be the predecessor no matter what. It's not like an emergency. Let's choose William. William is high up in the company. He's sure. married, obviously. Uh, you know, Jim's granddaughter is is his daughter. Uh, but I think that he did have kind of an expedited retirement. And so the question is, we're talking about memories. We're talking about consciousness. We know the hosts have these memories, and they're based on people sometimes. Is Jim a host that we know in Westworld? Hmm. Did he retire early? And the thing that, that, that he's talking about, about making it in time, whatever that reference was to getting something done or doing it in time, was it before he dies getting his consciousness transplanted into a host? Wouldn't that be interesting? That would be. I know I'm throwing you off. I know. I know all the data collection and stuff that we know they're they're beginning to do or have been doing, uh, and how deep that might go. It's entirely possible with this show. Think about uh, think about Bernard, right? So Bernard is, I think, our best example. See, we don't know if Maeve, if that daughter was hers, as in uh, she was born, you know, based on a real life mother and daughter, or if she actually gave birth to the daughter and she grew up and host can grow up. Like we don't know that situation. She has memories, but the, the one that we've really seen that's based on a real person is that Bernard has Arnold's memories. Bernard has memories of Arnold's family. Charlie was Arnold's son and Bernard's memories. And I mean, he has the loss of Charlie and he talks to his quote unquote wife on the computer, which is really a simulation or a memory because you know, the, the, the Arnold wife is, Arnold's wife was Arnold's wife, right? And and Arnold's dead. Bernard thought he was talking to a memory uh, or to his wife, but there was just a memory of Arnold's family. So right. we've seen this. We know that you can transplant memories, and we know that Bernard carried himself like Arnold did. We've seen both, and they're very similar. So the question is, is Big Daddy Delos, is he someone that we've seen? <laughs> is his consciousness someone? Um I think it's going to be very interesting, and I think that's one of the big uh, theories that that we're going to maybe see unveiled. That's the one that I feel more sure about. Uh, you know, it's it's tinfoil, but I feel like it's it's something we've seen before. Yeah, it could be, and there's there's even theories around about you know Ford Ford's consciousness being in you know throughout uh, the code in these places. So so it's yeah, you know, it could go. It depends on how long they want this show to to last. I mean, it could be seasons. I mean, it could be. There's so many paths they could yeah. they could go, and I mean, I, I clearly Ford has some kind of a, a reign in the park still because he speaks through the the young Ford host that yeah. Black ends up killing, but then he also speaks through Gus from Breaking Brad in this episode. Yeah, uh, you know, which by the way, what a great cameo! Oh my gosh, Giancarlo Esposito. As soon as yeah, I saw him, great. I was just like, no way! I mean, I was a huge <laughs> Breaking Bad fan. Brad was as well. Uh, he played one of the best bad guys on that show, Gus Fring, and uh, yeah. oh my gosh! I paused. I paused the show just to text you and say, "Oh my god, it's you Gus!" You did. I was like, "Oh my <laughs> goodness, that's so funny." But uh, yeah, so we're gonna see him in in this next scene. But before we get to there, this is the Logan reveal. So up until this point, I'm thinking Logan's dead. He died in the park somewhere. Uh, I was thinking William had to take over because there were no other heirs to Delos. 
but no, it, it ends up that uh, Logan is just Logan. He's the party guy. He's an alcoholic. He's a drug user um, that I think maybe was, I'm not going to say he learned it after the whole William Park ordeal, but I think it's definitely ramped up as in he's in this state of depression from this whole takeover. And uh, I think that he's dealing with it the only way he knows how to, which is the substance abuse. This is, yeah, it, that's true. But I also thought, and um, since we got to this part and I remembered the quote, yeah. um, why, I, why I felt sympathetic toward him was that I feel like he had a change of heart. Like going into Westworld, we, we know him to be the party. We saw him with, in this episode with the, uh, with the host in his bed after, after the test at the beginning of the episode, we saw him all throughout last season doing whatever he wants because he can, he's there to be a party or have fun and yeah. drink, drink booze and get women and things like that. But at, at this point, after William has the company and we see, do we know he's down there getting high by the pool? Cause Dolores leaves the piano. She's still in the same dress and everything. So we know it's the same party. And, uh, he makes a comment regarding everybody up there just lit the match. Um, like the human race is going is going to burn. It's funny because they they lit the match themselves, and so I feel like he had a change of heart as to. Uh, I mean, he had a bad experience in Westworld when William kind of came into his own and and took over. It's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, more than just a bad time. He had a really really bad time, sure. but um, I feel like yeah, he had a change of heart because of the way that he at least maybe it was him and his being high that was speaking but the fact that he was thinking about what the repercussions of what they're going to be doing with with Westworld and Delos um and he kind of maybe was pushed out like he didn't if he was to take the lead or take the position from his dad he wouldn't have done the things that they were going to do with the uh, DNA monitoring and and you know information selling does that make sense yeah i i i definitely got the feeling that he had had a change of heart he he's very subdued he's obviously drugged up uh, you see the the needle marks on his arm and that's how we know he's he's using he wakes up he's drinking um so clearly he's got his issues but but the way he talked and the way he he had kind of this twinkle of optimism and yeah i i completely agree with what you're saying uh so again you can't help but to I mean, just human nature, you feel bad for him as a person. Uh, but I yeah. also feel like, you know, his past is catching up with him. He was not, sure. he was not a good person. And uh, he, he was a partier and he, he shook his responsibilities. He turned William into the person he is. I mean, he created William. William right. was like very uncomfortable. He was very faithful to his fiance at the time, as in he wasn't interested in having sex with any of the hosts. Things have changed so much for William, and it was all at Logan's behest to party, to have this crazy bachelor party. You know, uh, if you remember Clementine, after after William saves Clementine, she she throws her herself at him on a couple of different occasions, and uh, William declines. You know, he was a uh, he right. was just he was there at, to go on this business trip and get home. Then he fell in love with Dolores, and then he played the game that Logan took him on, and he got deeper and deeper and, and got addicted to it. And, and, and then finding this maze, which took him into adulthood, that he, he, looked, he was looking his whole adult life. You know, his goal was to find this maze. So Logan created this monster, and he's dealing with the repercussions of it. I feel bad for him as a person, and I don't want any, anyone like that to be, you know, that's made mistakes to, like, have drug use and, and hurt themselves in that way. But also knowing who Logan was, I'm like, dude, you had more than one shot to take over this company. And so I, I don't feel bad for him 
in that regard. Yeah. So I know that's long-winded, but that's my Logan opinion. You know, I think Ben Barnes is awesome in the role. I really like him uh, as Logan. I think he's great. But again, the character of Logan, it's like, man, I, I don't know. You, you're pushing it with all the things you've done in the past. Dolores and him have that interaction, though. Great scene, great writing between the two of them. Really enjoyed that. Dolores starts looking at the city lights again. It's it's the same <laughs> it's the same place. It's the same uh I mean the same area. I'm not gonna say it's the same house and, and we didn't see Arnold's finished house, so who knows? But uh she's looking out on the city, which is looking like the same Asian city. I mean, did you take it that it's still in the same location that around Westworld? Yeah, I just assumed it yeah. this was all the, they all, the same place. They all live by the park somewhere. Uh, yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're an executive like these guys are and they're hands-on and they're going to the park, I mean, they don't want to be traveling there all the time. They just live and they work nearby. So uh, the next scene is when we go to Pariah. So we find out uh, that basically there's a conversation that happens. Is it between Man in Black and Lawrence to where Lawrence tells him that where they're going, they would have to either deal with the Confederados or go through Pariah? Yeah, I believe it's just those two. Okay, so yep. so they end up going to Pariah, which we saw last season. Uh, we visited Pariah when Lawrence was the the head of Pariah, right? Yeah, remember? So it's just it's fun. it's funny. The last time that we that were there was with young William and young Logan, and remember that was on the timeline to where Lawrence was dealing with Man in Black, but William and Logan were dealing with El Lazo, and so it's funny that that now Man in Black is heading with Lawrence to the place that we saw young William with El Lazo. It's, it's kind of <laughs> hard to follow, but it's, it's funny because they're same William, older, but different Lawrence character. Uh, so anyway, they, they go to the town and they see a whole bunch of people dead. Obviously, the cleanup crews are not happening. This is post the massacre, so the dead are left for dead. Whatever the hosts are doing, uh, if there's guests there, there's dead. If there's dead hosts, they're laying there. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they, they, someone says, I, I think it might've been Lawrence that I hope that we don't run into whoever caused all these, these dead. <laughs> and then there it is. You see this character out of the shadows say, you know, sorry, you've got bad luck or whatever. And it is Gus. It is, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, an amazing actor. He's so good. He is. He's awesome. And he gives this huge speech about, uh, you know, uh, they want to, they want to enlist him and his army that has them surrounded. And uh, he gives this whole speech about uh, treasures and worldly possessions and, and, and truth. And it just goes on this whole monologue. It's so good. Uh, and then in the end, uh, this is where we see Ford coming out, the consciousness, where uh, he says something like, sorry, sorry, William, you have to play this game alone, right? Yeah, he says, this game was meant for you, William, they, but you must play it alone. So everybody there he was trying to recruit takes the gun like they get themselves in a circle where if they don't convince these guys to go with them they're gonna die yeah and so when giancarlo uh drops that line as ford um all the people that have guns drawn on the man in black and lawrence put the guns to their own head and in unison kill themselves oh, and it was just a whoa moment <laughs> such an fu from ford yeah. <laughs> beyond the grave to william man in black i mean you know, I, I'm still on the fence about Ford. You know, Ford seemed kind of like the villain at the end, but then he kind of seemed like the hero because he was giving Dolores free will and, and kind of, you know, or so to speak, you know, we don't know, but it seemed like he was going to be freeing Dolores, seemed like he was kind of granting Arnold's wishes in the end and destroying the park so that it didn't fall in the hands of a company like Delos. 
And, uh, you know, so there was that side of it, but then it's also like he programmed Dolores Wyatt. He started this uprising. Humans are dying. So I'm still kind of on the fence, but one thing is for sure. It was a badass moment from Ford. Oh yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know if we're going to get a different Ford each episode that every time the man in black runs into someone, we're going to get Ford kind of like, Oh, hold up. It's starting to be a trend. Yeah. I, I could see them continuing to do that Yeah, too. For- Cause I'm, I'm still hanging on to the idea that he's, he's not entirely gone, Yeah, it, but uh, maybe he's in the code or something. I don't know. That's but, what I think. I don't think Ford is yeah. still alive, but I think he, his consciousness, just like we're talking about consciousnesses and how can you transfer them? I truly yeah. believe, I mean, the only way that he can talk through the kid and talk through um, El Lazo, played by Giancarlo in this instance, is th- that he has his consciousness, I think. I don't think it's like a, a pre-programmed recording. I think it's a real, yeah. a real yeah. interaction type of a deal. Um, so this is, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out between those two as the season progresses. But he is definitely the foil at this point to, to William, and it's pretty funny. So yeah. uh, we flash back to a later, uh, clearly William is in charge at this point of Delos, but he goes into one of the interrogation rooms. We see Dolores sitting there at first, and we don't know who is going to be joining her, but it is the young William, the the CEO Delos William, and uh, this is where he has the realization, or at least he says he does, that you really are just a thing. So he is yeah. seeing Dolores as not a person, not as a love interest or the love someone he fell in love with but as a thing as a robot just a toy uh and so he gives this really mean-spirited this is again where where he turns into kind of the evil man in black that we saw at the end of last season and uh you know dolores is sitting there kind of smiling and then kind of getting scared once he starts talking but this is the william that i don't like and uh yeah i'm i'm really interested to see more of what takes him down this path but uh you know he he is no longer seeing dolores for for the person that he saw her as in season one. And clearly he's getting to the point that we saw older William man in black at to where he is just, you know, he's just treating her like, like a, a host. He doesn't, he has no affection for her right outside of the game. So yeah, they give that little interaction, which was creepy and sinister. Uh, and then uh, William ends up going outside uh, and he's, uh, what part was this? Or was it William or Man in Black? No, he. Oh, he takes he takes Dolores outside. Um, he he shows her something. That's what it is. He shows her something being built. Now, do you have any idea what this is? I have no idea. I haven't done any research okay. or any uh fan theories as to what it might be. Okay, I'm not sure what it is either. And again, I wish I had time to do more research. We're recording this one early. We want to get it out to you as early as possible, which means we don't we're not going to know every single little thing. So we can follow up next week. But he's built, there's a huge excavation going on in Westworld, similar to when older, when Ford was building things out in the desert. Uh, There's water, there's huge cliffs, just gigantic holes being dug. And so I believe we're, we're going to surely find out what this is that he was building, but he's building some huge main part of, of Westworld here at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what that turns into. Um, I was trying to look and, and, and say, oh, does that match up to something? But nothing was ringing a bell without a lot of deep research. Yeah, same here. Uh, and then I think this is pretty much coming to the end where we're wrapping it up to where we see Dolores and uh, Teddy riding together. And yeah. uh, they've got their army. Uh, you can see a whole bunch of them. You've got the Confederados. You've got a whole bunch of people lined up walking. So they're they're going to their destination. Uh, and then the, this is... 
this is what's going to be really interesting because during that conversation with the Confederados, the leader of them says, I only answered two people. You, you alluded to it, but that's when he says that, you know, I answered to the Colonel and I answered to God. And so now we're going to go meet the Colonel. And I really wonder who this is. Like, I have a feeling it has to be someone we know, you know, some host that's being repurposed, but I was really hoping we would see who this, this colonel is because they've they've got their army and they're going to a military right. base of some sort. So, yep, I'll hopefully find out. Oh, surely we're going to find out soon, hopefully next episode, hopefully sooner than later. But but yeah, I, I, I was very enthralled with this episode. The whole William Logan Delos thing I think was awesome. We got to see... Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, we got to see so much from outside of the park. Which was cool because, I mean, of course we're here for the park, but now that we've spent so much time there, it's kind of neat to get some of these outside answers. Yeah, for sure. No, I uh, I liked last week's episode. I touched on it earlier in the in the podcast already. I liked last week's episode a lot, um, but I think with how I felt with this one, I'm I think that like I where Westworld is great for me is with uh with the Man in Black and William and having uh young William come back this episode and see some of those holes being filled and, and how he became who he was um, really, really got me uh, um, immersed into the show. So um, I think maybe that's why I like this one a lot more. I mean, they're both great. Yeah. Both really you know, solid. Five. Well, awesome. Cool. Well, uh, I don't think that we had any listener emails, so no theories yet. So I do want to remind everyone uh, you can of course tweet at us at all the spoilers or you can email us at the show spoilers. Don't forget the it's the show spoilers at gmail.com. We want to hear your theories. We want to, we want to hear you telling us why we're wrong and why these can't possibly write. We want to hear your thoughts on what you think will happen in the season. Uh, and any, uh, anything you can add to the conversation, whether it be corrections or whether it just be your impressions so far in the season, we'd love to hear it. Uh, and we'd love to answer your questions on the air. So, uh, don't forget to contact us that way. Um, Brad, uh, where can they find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Heineken, H-E-Y-E-N-I-K-I-N, or on ReviewSTL.com. Excellent. And you can follow me at Kevin R. Brackett, and you can also find me at uh, at Real Spoilers. Uh, you can follow the Twitter there. Again, join us on our sister podcast, uh, Real Spoilers, where we're actually spoiling the movie of the week. Uh, we uh, This week, we're going deep into Infinity War, so it's a two-parter. If you've seen the movie already, uh, be sure to check it out. It's one of those where I, I don't think it's to your advantage to have it spoiled for you. There's just too many surprises. Oh, no, not at all. Too many surprises and uh, and spoilers to uh, to go into it before the movie. So go watch the movie and listen to the podcast. So follow us at facebook.com slash real spoilers on Twitter at real spoilers. Uh, and, of course, join the League of Show Shares. That's our discussion group. It's like the old message boards. We talked about them. Uh, from Lost, last episode that we used to go on, it's like we use the League of Show Shares. The forums, yeah, the forums. That's what we. The League of Show Shares <laughs> is our version of the forums. That's where you can talk about the latest movies, television, music, concerts, you you name it. So join us there, become a League of Show Shares member, uh, and also you can support the Real Spoilers Show, which supports uh, all our podcasts at Patreon.com/slash Real Spoilers, real with two e's. So that does it for this episode, season two of Westworld, episode two. It's in the books. Uh, looking forward to next week. I have no idea what's going to happen. They're really jumping around this season, but I like it. Yeah, can't wait. So until next time, we'll talk to you soon. See you, everybody.